Welcome to Wisconsin DNR's Wild Wisconsin Off the Record Podcast. Information straight from the source. For many, summer means spending long days out on the water fishing for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But what if you haven't been fishing before? Or maybe, like me, you haven't done it since you were a kid and you're thinking maybe you want to give it another try. Where do you go? How do you actually clean a fish? What sort of equipment do you need? It can feel like a lot, right? Well, just in time for the warmer weather, Free Fishing Weekend, and National Boating and Fishing Week, we are here today to talk with Teresa Stabo, DNR's R3 Fishing Coordinator, and Caitlin Henning, a Communications Specialist in the Division of Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, to help you get started. Welcome, guys. Hi. Hi. Uh, why don't you introduce yourselves? Teresa? All right, yes, I'm Teresa Stabo. I'm with the Bureau of Law Enforcement, and I'm in the R3 program. And my focus there is on fishing. Perfect. Caitlin? Hi, my name is Caitlin. I am in the Division of Fish, Wildlife, and Parks here at the DNR. And I am also a adult beginner angler. I have fished as a kid. One of my mom's most cherished photos of me is me holding some sort of tiny guppy fish. It might have been three or four inches long that I caught off a dock somewhere and then threw back. But as an adult, I've I've plunked leeches and that's about it. But I want to want to learn more. I want to actually get into it. I want to fish for dinner. I want to get out yeah. there and know what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you today because I have very vivid memories of um, summers on the lake in Canada fishing with my parents. I Once I was finally old enough to go with them on their big week-long fishing trip, I was so excited, but I haven't done it since then. So, um, very excited. I guess to start, how did you get into the world of fishing? Well, I just want to say first, yeah. Caitlin and Katie, you are in good company. There <laughs> are a lot of people who somehow missed the boat as kids. They yeah. didn't attend those clinics when they were little or maybe it was such a long time ago and then life got in the way and they just didn't get out there for a long, they haven't been out there for a long time and they want to give it another try. But how I got into fishing was pretty much the, the same route. A lot of people who do fish, how they got there and it was through families. I'm the baby of six and my folks would take us all down to a nearby lake outside of Milwaukee and since I was, a, I was a little one, you know, they plunked me down with a cane pole and my older sibs got the fancy, you know, <laughs> spin casting gear, but I sat there with my cane pole and, and drowned worms and when, you know, my parents were wise, you know, they knew that when I had enough, they weren't going to keep me chained to that cane pole. Yeah, go, go play in the swings, mm -hmm. do whatever. So they, they knew to give it to me in small doses and then as I got older, I really did enjoy fishing with, with my dad and mom and my, um, some of my other sibs, and we just kind of did it um, as, a, as a family. And then I married and had a family of my own, and it was part of our family tradition, too, to, to go fishing, just something we do. Great. That's, I think there's so many great stories like that where, you know, um, it has a lot of memories uh, connected to it, fishing does, and it is really something that you can start as a kid and keep doing pretty much forever mm -hmm. um, until you're in the ground. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about what R3 is? So we mentioned that you work for R3 right. within the DNR, but yes. what does that mean? R3, any guesses? 
Well, we might. Spoiler alert. We might know the answer to this question. R3, recruitment, retention, and reactivation. So recruitment, Caitlin, you're actually... Would, would be in the recruitment I think so yeah part of our of our plan we, we want to get people who have never fished for whatever reason and then re- reactivation maybe that would be be you Katie just getting you back into it and retention we want to keep you once once you you we've got you back in the fold we, we want to keep you there so that you'll continue to go out and enjoy these wonderful resources that we have in Wisconsin. An important reason for us to recruit and retain anglers is to have more eyes on the water, and just to help more people have this, this relationship with our aquatic resources and our fisheries so that they'll have a vested interest in their well-being. You take care of things that you love, and so we want to spark a love affair with our fisheries and, and our lakes and streams. You know, that, that actually rings really true to me just as a, as a beginner, as an adult beginner. So I, I came to hunting as an adult too, and I, I look at the landscape so much differently. I look at wildlife so much differently. I look at my time outside in the woods. It's a different experience, and fishing is still brand new to me, but I know that as I get into it, I'm going to look at the water differently. I'm going to look at fish differently. I'm going to see different possibilities that I don't yet know are there by interacting with the resource in a different way. Right. Yeah, I think that's a really great point that a lot of people probably don't think of. You know, it's one of those things like once, once that's pointed out to you, you probably realize like, yeah, I do have a better appreciation for this, but until it's pointed out, it's Mm -hmm. not really... Yeah, it's so important to make that connection that our actions on the land will affect the fish in the water and all of the other organisms that are part of that aquatic web of life. We we want to save all those pieces because they are all interdependent. We want to make sure that people, when they're out there fishing, they they understand you know what what supports this fish. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So I guess to kind of back up, where what what resources do we have, or where can a person go to learn basic fishing skills? So, like, Caitlin, where can I go? What, <laughs> what can Caitlin do to right. start completely from scratch? Yes, yeah. well, we do have some introductory clinics that are statewide. Free Fishing Weekend, I think you mentioned, mm-hmm. it's, it's always, always, always the first weekend in June. And this year comes early, the first and the yeah. second. So... There will be clinics at many of our state parks, many civic organizations and fishing clubs host these clinics, so you could go to those clinics. You can look at our website for some special classes that we have geared more for adults, like the Fishing for Dinner program. That is sort of, I like to call it angler education for big kids or angler education for grown-ups, because we, we want to impart the same information, but maybe we just bring it up a notch or two just for older learners but you know all the same stuff habitat um what what how do you select gear how do you walk into a bait shop and not just be totally bamboozled by this endless (laughs) array of shiny things all the things (laughs) so start small you know and we encourage people to just pick out a few and, and most bait shop owners are are very helpful. They they're not going to try to sell you the store right away. They just want they want you to have a good time so that you'll come back 
and you will make good choices with, you know, they'll, you know, just ask them what, I want to fish for perch or I want to fish for bluegill. What, what are the best, you know, what's the best tackle setup for me to get me started? And they'll, they'll help you out. You know, here's a, here's a little spin casting rod for you, and here are some lead-free sinker sinkers to help bring your bait down. And so, and then at, at these clinics, you'll learn how to tie a knot. You could also probably learn how to tie a knot watching a YouTube, but sometimes in person is just better. Yeah. Right, so, everyone learns differently, so right, it's great to right. have that you option. have different options, right. We have some really dear partners, um, the Urban Ecology Center and Madison School uh, and Community Recreation. They are gonna be hosting our Fishing in the Neighborhood interns this summer. We like to call them finterns. They're Fishing <laughs> in the Neighborhood, fin, yeah. So they will be in Milwaukee and in Madison uh, offering different kinds of clinics. Some will be um, set up kind of old-fashioned summer playground where people can kind of count on these fin turns to be at a location on a certain day at a certain time. And others will be, other times it'll be um, for a, a summer camp in town that is um, a partner with, with um, MSCR or Urban Ecology Center. So um, different avenues, so there'll be opportunities that way. And then in other parts of the state too, we have some wonderful angler education instructors who offer clinics different times of the year. So that's, those are other ways, you know, to watch our website, sign up for Gov Delivery notifications, and we'll let you know when those, when those clinics are, are being held. That, that's actually really useful just because, you know, I can have it in my head, oh, as, as, as an adult, as somebody who wants to go to those, one of those clinics for big kids, I can think, oh, there's one coming up this weekend, but I can't do it this weekend, and it gets out of my mind. So having that update, oh, there's another one coming up, could mm -hmm. be really useful. Yeah, definitely sure. check out the website, dnr.wi.gov, to stay up to and date with you know, what clinics are even out there. Mm -hmm. We update it pretty regularly, not just in the summer, but there's options throughout winter, right, too. Right. Um, and just on I, backtracking slightly, um, we do have the free fishing weekend in the summer, but, you know, we recognize that some of you might be listening to this a little bit later. We do offer it in the winter, too, right. for ice fishing. So mm -hmm. definitely options out there. Yeah. Now, Always the third, the third, third weekend in January. Third weekend winter. in January. So first weekend in June, third weekend in January. You mm -hmm. can count on those two to right. be free fishing weekends. Mm -hmm. What? So you talked a bit about the gear that you know people might need and that going to a bait shop they can help you find what you need but what if you know you don't have the gear or you're not sure you're gonna like it so you don't want to invest any money what options does a person have for that right we have more than 50 tackle loaner sites around the state and many of those about half of them are situated at parks that are on water so you want to go give it a try you're gonna go out to Devil's Lake some weekend or um, you know, any number of them. Up Door County, we have loaner sites up there too. We have them all, you know, north and southeast and west across the state. A lot of opportunities for you to to borrow a fishing pole and wet a line. Just give it a try. Give it a try and yeah. see if you like it. Yeah. You need to bring your own bait. Um, stop and pick up some worms or something. That's a pretty minimal commitment yeah. <laughs> though. <laughs> right. You're not gonna hold on to those forever. No. Uh, awesome. So let's say that I want to get into fishing. I've maybe 
never cleaned a fish or cooked one before. Maybe, Caitlin, you're kind of feeling that way and you're overwhelmed. I actually cleaned them. You've cleaned a fish, but you've never fished. Well, no, I've not never fished, but I I don't know. I'm along. I've always been along for the ride. Uh And I can kind of step in once the cooking part. Once that part happens. Yeah. But what if you're really overwhelmed by just the cooking side of it or the cleaning side of it? What options do people have for that? We guide you through that, too, in these Mm -hmm. clinics. We show you how to clean a fish, and then we hand you the fillet knife and say, give it a try. Give it and a try. you, you know, you have to just accept the fact that it's not going to be perfect. And, right. But you just mm-hmm. get better with every, with every, every fish, every time you do it. And it's kind of, this is kind of a, an odd confession, but <laughs> when my husband and I were raising our family, even though my job was all about angler education, when we were out with our own family, we would fall into the traditional roles. We would come back and I would go put, get lunch ready and he would clean the fish. And so it was a very long time before I actually did it myself. (laughs) And so finally, I don't know who said it first, but it was like, yeah, I should probably get in there. (laughs) And so that's, you know, I learned how to do it. And it's, my first ones were pretty bad, but you just have to take it slow and, and just, you know, I always thank the fish, you know, I'm I'm really going to do my very best to make the best use of you. Thank you for letting us catch you, and I'm going to turn you into something delicious. And <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we have a lot of water in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked a couple days ago with Secretary Cole about, you know, all of the water that we have in Wisconsin. There's so yeah. many lakes, so many streams, so many rivers, ponds. You name it, we have it. Where in Wisconsin can people fish? Can they just go anywhere? Are there certain places that they can and can't go? What might someone just getting into it need to know there? Wisconsin is blessed with a lot of water. We have over 15,000 lakes and thousands of miles of streams and coastline. But sometimes access to the water is the puzzler for people. But we, we do have information online that tells, tells people where the um, public access points are. And it's also important for people to know that in Wisconsin, we abide by the keep your feet wet rule. So wherever you can get access to the water, you can traverse you know, downstream between you know, public, between private land. Between the shore between as the long shore, as you're as long in the water. As you keep your feet wet. So that's a, an important thing for, for people to know. And that's all thanks to the public trust doctrine that's embedded in our state constitution that that gives Wisconsin the right to have access to the water. So let, let's say that I go out to a, a public fishing access point and it's a, it's a stream. So if I can keep my feet wet and, and there's another public parcel downstream, but it, in between it's, it's actually private land. As long as I'm in that stream with my feet wet, I can traverse that whole. That's right. Oh, that's really yeah, interesting. Yeah. Now, if you come to that. an ex- obstruction, you know, you, you come to a big log, too high, you can't get over it, too low, can't mm-hmm. get under it. You know, so you, you need to, you can get out and just walk around that obstruction, but by the shortest means practical. Okay. You can't just go run off and have a picnic on there. Sure, you have to stay, sure. you have to, you have to stay hop in. back in yep, yeah. and keep fishing. So. That's a really cool thing. I imagine that many states don't have that same that's rule. That's right. pretty unique I mean, to Wisconsin. That is, you know, in some western states, um, in, when you buy land, you buy the water too, but not in Wisconsin. And I. I always like people to say this with me, all the water belongs to all the people. That's such a cool thing about Wisconsin, especially in the year of clean drinking water this year. Um, 
you know, that, that we do value that water. And it's not something that we keep away from people. We want everyone to have access to right. it. Right. So the water and the fisheries and wildlife, that's part of the commons. That's something that no one person in particular owns. We all own it and mm -hmm. we all have, we all share in the joys and responsibilities of that ownership. Awesome. So let's say Caitlin goes out for free fishing weekend. Yes. Hypothetically. Let's say that she does. <laughs> and she falls in love with it. And she wants to go fishing every day now. That's great. What what does she need to do to keep going after that? Other than getting a note from my boss to let right. go fishing every day. <laughs> You're doing research. <laughs> so you need a license, Caitlin. Yes. And it really is a sweet deal. I mean it's if you're if it's just for you 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 would get a license for 20 bucks and that gets you out on the water 365 days a year you can't fish for everything every day but every day there is something you can catch and keep in wisconsin so if you are going to fish for trout you add a trout stamp and if you're going to go out in lake michigan and fish for trout and salmon out there then that's another 10 bucks but but still, I mean, when you consider the the resource and the the work that our colleagues do to keep that keep those waters fishable and swimmable, and well, and how many time. days out of the year it means you can go out and you know do something? Right. You know, yeah. it's not like you're you're limited to a week for that. It's no, you can go any day. Sixty-five days. Yes, a year. I mean, we buy a movie ticket. You can't come back tomorrow. <laughs> no, so, I wish you could this ticket again. Right. I want to see the next movie. Yeah. So here's a question, of, a very beginner's question. So in hunting, I know that I have a bag limit for a day. And that's, you know, how many uh, animal, individual animals I can take that I have a license to harvest. Um, and then I also have a possession limit of the total number that I can have in my possession. Is it the same for right, fish? Right, it's the same. Is there, is there's there a, a bag possession limit, limit and then there's a, a bag and then there's a possession limit. So it's, you catch 10 bluegill today and you take them home and put them in your freezer and then you come out a few days later and wow, you're having a banner day. Mm -hmm. How many can you catch? Because you already have those 10 back home. So you have to do the math and it's different by every species, right? Right. And different right. waters have different regulations yes. Yes. mostly. So trout and salmon, those in walleye, those are smaller bag mm -hmm. limits and so smaller possession limits. But panfish, those are, I believe it's 25 for a daily bag mm -hmm. limit. Any questions about that, definitely check out check the, the website, yep. dnr.wi.gov. You can yep. read all the regs. Um, mm -hmm. We have, you know, buy bodies of water and the seasons for some of those because some bodies of water have specific seasons. That's right. Uh, mm -hmm. And so definitely after you buy your license, check out the regulations so you know you're doing it right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Are there any resources available for any organizations that might want to get involved with you know, the effort to help teach people how to fish? Yes, um, we have a couple different avenues for people. We have uh, an angler education instructor and an art, Angler R3 training program. We set up workshops around the state different times of the year to train people. And then we also have, we launched a, a grant program last year. And that's, um, you know, so it's brand new. We're still, we're also learning about it. 
but that's a way if you know if an organization um, a high school for example or a, a nature center or a community center wanted to make fishing part of their programming we have some resources they can apply for this grant to to increase the, the their resources and their capacity to do that right that's very cool and the fact that we you know offer that option for organizations to get involved I think is really cool yeah. yeah so I won't make you give away any of your top secrets but do you have uh, maybe a favorite season or species or spot to fish I I do um, wait are you willing to <laughs> share it with the public <laughs> I could have a couple so I'll give you one okay. <laughs> I do I I love to eat fish, so I go fishing for perch on Big Green Lake, and I um, we are out there having a nice time after I've caught a few, so I feel like that's probably enough for dinner, or if they're not biting even. <laughs> I, I will just jump out of the boat and go for a swim. I, I'm probably in the water as much as I'm on the water, so I really like <laughs> to be around water. Yeah. So. Is there anything else that you want us to know about you know, people who are maybe interested in fishing who haven't gotten into it yet or maybe have, but they're just beginners, anything else you want them to know? I would say if you're a beginner and you you know of someone who fishes, ask them if you can go out with them sometime. A lot of times people are very welcoming. They'll be glad to share their skills with you. And, and at the same time, if you're an angler, Ask a neighbor to go. Do you want to go fishing sometime? I've taken a few neighbors out before, and just, it was just fun. Just they were very excited. Some of these are older people who didn't hadn't fished in years, and just watching this woman in her early seventies get all excited was just <laughs> very fun. Awesome. So, how did fishing in the neighborhood get started? I was going around to a lot of these one-day fishing clinics, and you know, bless their hearts, the people who put these on. They, they do this, they want to have this, this annual fishing clinic. And I would go and I would talk to the kids and I said, well, have you ever fished before? And they said, yeah, I was at this clinic last year. So that made me think, so from the annual clinic last year to the annual clinic this year, what happened? And they, fishing wasn't really, wasn't really part of their, their go-to thing to do. So that's why I thought I was I had this nostalgic view of, you know, these summer playground, you know, experiences that I had as a kid. Well, there would be a young person there who would throw out jump ropes and balls and things like that. Well, what if we had what if we had young people who would would just be at a certain location at a certain time with fishing poles and bait. And it didn't exactly work out that way, but it, it it enabled us to plant um, these, what I would call fishing coaches at, um, at community groups or at community centers that serve communities of color and, and offer repeated opportunities to learn to fish because you need more than just one shot at it to learn how to fish. And so that's what fishing in the neighborhood does.
That's a really cool program. Is it free to participate in it? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. free. No one can see Teresa, but she is nodding her head. Yes, <laughs> vigorously. It is vigorously. <laughs> That's fantastic. I think it's it really is such a great resource, uh, you know, as a beginner. Or maybe, you know, I imagine that some of these kids probably might not even be complete beginners anymore because they go so often, but they don't have anyone else to take them. So mm -hmm. it's a great resource so for them to that. stay involved. Yeah. Well, thank you, both of you, so much for mm -hmm. being here today. I definitely think that listeners can learn a lot from this. And thank you, listeners, for listening. If you guys have any more questions for Teresa or you maybe have a question you would like to have answered on a future episode, send us an email at dnrpodcast.wisconsin.gov. Uh, and thanks for listening.